Hello, and welcome to the Headache Doctor Podcast. I'm Dr. Taves, your host, and as always, it's our mission to educate and empower everyone with headaches and migraines so that you can break free from a life of fear of your next headache or migraine and dependence on medication and thriving in whatever you want to do. In today's podcast, we are going to talk about and answer a common question that we get here in the clinic when we work with people virtually, coach them through our process, and that is, how can the physical therapist in my area help me? Can they do these things? Is there information that you can provide them that, uh, that will help them understand this problem? And I just this week, I was asked if there was a podcast that the physical therapist can go to that would kind of highlight what they need to look at. So that's what we're getting today. We're going to dive into, if you are out of state, if you're not able to come in person, maybe you've reached out to us, uh, we've worked together virtually to some extent, and you are wanting to find someone in your area, a clinician that can provide you with the hands-on treatment or the in-person care that you're needing. An in-person evaluation is really valuable, but a lot of the manual techniques, the hands-on techniques are really important for a lot of patients. And so it can be, especially long-term, because we do have people fly out frequently for a week or two weeks or a month, and they, they go through our in-person process, and we love that. But long-term, when these people go home, oftentimes there's a little bit of management that is needed, um, or maybe they got 50% or 60% or 70% better, but we want someone to kind of carry the baton. There's a lot that those people can do on their own. And so potentially um, they can improve and see the progress on their own, but oftentimes it's helpful to have a provider in your area that you can use as a resource. It's also a layer of protection against the feeling of, oh, I need to go back to my medication. And so my goal for patients is to feel that they can as much as possible, release themselves from that feeling of, I need to rely on these meds. We want to, we want to take them out of your purse or your pocket. And I guess in a sense, throw them away because you're so confident that this is, uh, this is the solution for you, or you've actually gotten to a point where you're able to control, um, your headaches and migraines instead of just reacting. All right. So who am I talking to during this podcast? I'm going to talk, uh, to the physical therapist, but I'm going to talk in a way so that you, the listener, who likely you are not a clinician, you're not trained in physical therapy, you're not trained in medical terminology, I'm going to speak in a way so you understand as well. So if you are searching for a provider, this podcast is going to give you insight in what you want that provider to do for you. Now, we have our way of doing things. We specialize in headaches and migraines. We see a lot of headaches and migraines. We've gotten better at what we do. It's not perfect. I'm not going through an exhaustive list. I'm not prescribing anything for you listening to this podcast. What I'm telling you is in general terms, when people come to us with headaches and migraines, in a general sense, this is what we want to happen. And so when, when patients come to us, we're able to evaluate, get more specific on what this looks like. But again, this is, this is general information. And so if you are at home, you're listening to this, you're on a walk, you're in your car, wherever you are, and you're thinking about your headaches and migraines, and they've gone on forever and, or decades, and you're kind of relying on these medications, you're, you're losing days every week or every month, and, uh, and you're, finding, you're trying to find uh, a solution to this. Now, my first caveat is because someone has physical therapy behind their name does not necessarily mean 
that they will be able to pick up and sort of take over the type of care that we're providing to people. Uh, It took me a while to feel comfortable treating the neck, treating headaches, treating migraines. And when we hire someone on, it takes a little bit of time before that clinician is comfortable. And so there are some basic things that I will try to provide as far as uh, an understanding. So most physical therapists should be able to do a lot of this stuff on the list, but there are a few things that are crucial uh, for the care of of a lot of patients that um, might just take time and experience uh, to, to find. And so there may not be someone in your area that does some of this stuff. And that's why a lot of these patients are willing to fly out to see us because they just can't necessarily find a few of these components. Now, we work with people virtually. We, we coach them through, um, whether that's like general exercise, um, understanding where headaches and migraines often come from, um, to how do, how do we get specific with what the neck might need? And uh, we take them through a process of just like, what is general health and wellness and movement and fitness look like? How should we think about these migraines? And what they do is they actually start taking steps um, in taking control of their headaches and migraines. They're not relying on medication as much. And, um, and it's really a cool thing because virtually we're not able, I'm not able to apply these manual therapy techniques. And so I, I, I love manual therapy techniques. They're, um, something that have provided a lot of relief to a lot of people. And I believe in them, but if you're a physical therapist listening to this or a patient listening to this, just know that you don't need, you don't absolutely need manual therapy techniques in most situations. Okay. Again, I'm not telling you specifically, if you want to know specifically, you either need to reach out to us or to a provider in your area, um, to understand this better, but in general terms, um, a lot of people with headaches and migraines can take steps to improve their situation without in-person care. So that's the first principle. I I want you to understand that. All right. So can your PT in your area do what you do if you just walk in with a piece of paper that says, these are the techniques that need to be done? Likely not. There's a very low chance of, of you handing over a piece of paper. Let's say you get an evaluation from us and it says X, Y, Z, and you hand it to them. Um, there's a really good chance that even if they understand the techniques, they will likely not be as versed in them, not as comfortable with them. Um, maybe they won't <clears throat> know the techniques at all and they'll have to kind of look them up. Now, I'm okay with that because one, if um, they really want to help you, then they'll figure it out and they'll they'll look at the sheet of paper and they'll say, okay, AA rotation. That's one of the techniques we do a lot that refers to the upper part of the neck, improving rotation. Um, with that, I'm stabilizing uh, the second bone in the neck and I'm rotating the head. Basically, the first bone and the second bone are supposed to rotate and that's encouraging that rotation. If they don't know how to do that, I, what I want to happen is them look it up because this information is not just in my head and it's proprietary to this clinic. It's actually something that's been around for a while. Uh, upper cervical mobilizations um, are they're out there. You can you can buy a book, a relatively inexpensive book. Um, I believe it's Maitland's book that is maybe 20, 30 bucks. And it has these techniques in there. Now, understanding the technique and then applying them, knowing what it should feel like, um, it takes time. And so if, if we can get more physical therapists to look at the upper part of the neck and be comfortable doing this technique so we can help a lot more people. And so if you're a physical therapist 
um, listening to this, just know that you don't have to you don't have to have my information to know how to treat the upper part of the neck. But what I want you to do is feel empowered to take on headache and migraine patients. So because someone comes to you and has the diagnosis of migraine or migraines, I want you to understand that diag- that diagnosis is based on their symptoms. So if someone comes in and they say they have one-sided throbbing sensation that's accompanied by light and sound sensitivity, and they can get an aura occasionally, a visual disturbance, numbness and tingling, uh, whatever that aura might look like, they're going to be diagnosed with migraine. And that's there's nothing else attached to that. It's not like they got some fancy MRI or an X-ray or some image. It's not like there's a more profound level of understanding past that. It really is just that. Now, there um, are research articles that are connecting things like um, maybe it's connecting genetics or maybe it's connecting um, some of the neuronal activity in the brain, like during an aura and things like that. And so, and the medication is, you know, they're trying to connect the dots there. But what I want you to understand is you can dive deeper into the migraine diagnosis, but I want you from a surface level to feel confident that this is a series of symptoms and understanding where they're coming from is not well understood if you're, if you're looking in like the medical journals. And so I want you to, I want, when a patient comes, walks through your door and has the diagnosis of migraine, if they've been searching for relief, if they have had these migraines for 10 plus years, they're debilitated when they have them, um, they're having a hard time working. They're having a hard time, um, spending time with their family, social life. I need you, the physical therapist to feel empowered, to help them understand that their neck, there's a really, really good chance that their neck needs to be worked on. Now, I don't know if they'll get hundred percent better. I don't know if they'll get 10% better, but it's your responsibility as a provider to help them and look at their body functionally, whether that's their neck, their shoulders, their jaw, and understand what they might need. And it's really fascinating because you go through that process. And this is the same process I went through of people coming to me with headaches and they came to me with migraines and I was finding these problems. And once you know how to treat them, it gets really exciting because patients actually get better. And then you're way cooler than their neurologist because their neurologist just prescribed the medication and uh, they don't want that. They want the underlying problem to be found. And if you're evaluating the neck properly, and you're doing these techniques properly, you can actually reproduce their symptoms. And it's these light bulb moments of like, wow, I always thought it was my neck, but I never knew that there was some way to treat it. Or maybe they've gone to chiropractors, they've gone to um, uh, their primary care doctors or their neurologist and have had imaging. Okay. Now chiropractic, I'll put in a different category because that can be helpful. They're, they're looking at the neck, but as far as imaging is concerned, um, you don't necessarily, we, as physical therapists, oftentimes we want to hide behind, um, the medical doctor referral. We want to hide behind the imaging that the medical doctor, uh, ordered for the patient. We want to make sure that there's no, um, fractures. We want to make sure that there's no tumor. And I will tell you that obviously you've been trained to know how to screen for those red flags and don't forget about that training. We definitely want to, um, evaluate people and, and scan and screen for those more, um, dangerous, potentially deadly conditions. Um, but for the most part, I've been in this practice seeing exclusively headache and migraine patients, um, for 
almost four years now. And uh, I have never once had to send someone to the emergency room. I've never once had to send someone um, to get an MRI because I thought like they had this tumor growing in their head. Um, and the reason for that is because the medical system's really good at that stuff. And so they've likely already done that. And so if someone has been um, dealing with headaches and migraines and they're landing in their office, the chance that they have something outside of like this musculoskeletal condition, um, meaning something more dangerous that they are like totally inappropriate to see you, that's very rare. So I want you to assume it's the, if you hear hooves, think horses, not zebras. I want you to assume that if someone comes to you with head or facial pain, that they are likely to have a neck or a shoulder or a jaw problem. Because it's like, um, it, yeah, it's so prevalent. I mean, it, I when I tell people that I treat headaches and migraines, it's almost like either they have the issue or they're one degree removed from someone like t- that does. And so we need to be very confident that this neck issue is all over the place and uh, we need to be the ones treating it. Understand that the neck is resilient. So we don't need to fear necessarily injuring our patient. So oftentimes when I'm teaching these techniques to other providers, uh, they're going to be very light with their touch. And oftentimes if we're too light and we're just, we're, we might even actually be irritating the, uh, the tissues themselves. And then if we're going to try to actually mobilize the joints, most of these patients are not moving well at all through these joints. And think about the neck holding up this 10 to 12 pound head throughout the day. It's got a lot of stress on it. Okay. So there's a ton of stress every day on the neck. And if we just go in and we, we do this little tiny touch and, we're afraid of like, um, I guess I could say making things worse, but, um, if we're just putting a light touch and we're not actually getting the joint to move and we're not stretching, uh, the capsule, the ligaments, um, we're not getting plasticity or we're not adding enough stress for those tissues to actually change, then likely it's not going to do much for them. All right. So one indicator of if you are applying the appropriate amount of, per- of pressure. Um, if someone's really sensitive, like they're in the middle of a migraine, they might get uh, a reproduction of their symptoms pretty quickly. Uh, but if someone comes in and they have like a mild headache, or maybe they feel fine that day and you're able to reproduce their symptoms, then that means you're putting a good amount of pressure. And typically, so I had a patient today that, um, her neck was, was very, very tight. And I basically am pushing as hard as I can through the upper part of the neck. Now, again, I am not telling you that you need someone to push as hard as you can on your neck. Cause I don't know your situation. I'm just saying in general, um, when patients come to see us, most of the time they need more pressure through their neck to get these joints moving. Okay. So if you want to find out for yourself, you need to talk to a provider. And if you are a provider and you're a physical therapist, I'll tell you in general terms, um, the joint within the neck, um, C1 and C2, the head sitting on the first bone, the OA joint, they're going to need more pressure rather than less. Typically when people are just learning these techniques, um, their fingers are a little weaker than they, than, than they should be to be able to do the technique. And so it can take time to develop the strength to even get enough pressure. Um, because you want that reproduction of the headache. And as you work on it, you want that headache reproduction to kind of die down. So meaning you put pressure through the neck, the headache is reproduced, it kind of builds, and then it reduces as soon as you take the pressure off. And you keep doing that until by the time you're done with the session, half hour, hour, however long you take, um, they don't feel the same intensity as they did when you first did it. So the other thing is mobilizations are key. Soft tissue work, may be helpful for some people. For others, it can be kind of irritating. I have patients that 
will go to physical therapy or get a massage and they'll actually leave and feel like it aggravated things. And so sometimes just soft tissue work isn't going to be enough. You will need to, at some point, get into joint mobilizations in the upper part of the neck. And so that's kind of a lot of the bread and butter of what we do with a lot of our patients is these mobilizations to the upper part of the neck. All right. So stretches, when you're prescribing uh, different activities or exercises, stretches, if you're pulling your neck to the side, if you're pulling your neck down and in, that can often be kind of aggravating, especially because a lot of these patients, their atlas isn't shifting left and right. And so side bending is really challenging. And so if you tell them to go home and pull their head to one side, that's probably just going to add stress to the middle portion of the neck, which is already stressed out. And it might even make things a little bit worse. Um, if if they're doing that and they said, Hey, I think that's really helpful. That's fine. But for the most part, the patients that we see here, their neck is so tight. I'm not going to tell them to go pull on their head because it's a not, it's not a specific enough stretch. Instead, what's safer is to focus on posture, um, getting their shoulders back, looking at their mid back. If they have too much of a curvature, if they have a reduced curvature, um, if they, if they breathe, if they're breathing through their uh, abdomen, their diaphragm or their upper chest, um, what position are their shoulders resting in? Are they forward? Is their head forward? Um, and then you also want to look at neck stability and, uh, and look at improving that. Okay. So it's stretching through the, um, through the pecs, through the upper back, looking at neck stability so that it takes stress off of these other muscles that run along the side of the neck, like the sternocleidomastoid and the scalenes. All right. The other thing is dry needling can be your friend. Uh, dry needling, we use it frequently in this clinic, and it is something that can help reduce tension through the upper trap, through the levator scapula, and because um, those areas can definitely refer into the neck, but those muscles also are attaching into the neck. High up in the neck, the levator scapula goes all the way up to the atlas, meaning that first bone in your neck. And if you're having tension through the levator scapula um, and it's pulling on the atlas, it's going to be really hard to rest with your head in a neutral posture. So even if you're working on the atlas, trying to get it to move, um, and the levator scap just has a ton of tension and someone carries their stress there, that can easily um, just get them right back into that pattern of, of having this upper neck problem. So treat uh, the shoulders, dry needling can be really effective in this area. We use it in other areas too, but dry needling in the shoulders is um, usually something, if, if a physical therapist dry needles, they're pretty relatively comfortable with that. And uh, there are other providers, types of providers that dry needle. So it doesn't have to be your physical therapist as far as dry needling. I mean, chiropractic, um, osteopathic, so a DO. Um, there's other types of providers that that may dry needle. Um, if you're like, okay, I'm, I'm so nervous about this neck stuff or I'm so uncomfortable with the neck, what I want you to do is just look at shoulder stability and function. Most of the patients we see have shoulder issues. Um, there's even a chance that their shoulder issue is what led to their neck being tight. And so improving shoulder function um, is going to really, really help in reducing stress on the neck. So that's a great avenue. Um, if you're not comfortable with the neck at all, I just want you to get really good at shoulder stability, um, posture, um, getting their thoracic spine moving, things like that. Uh, in general, if you're a physical therapist and again, you're, you're thinking, okay, like I can't learn these techniques overnight, or someone came to me with headaches or migraines and I'm listening to this podcast and I see them tomorrow and they told me to listen to this. So I know what to do. Um, what I, in general. Okay. So like I said, when we coach people virtually, it's just sort of 
a lot of like basics, exercise, general health. Um, how do we get you moving? What are you overlooking throughout the day? And uh, that stuff really, really helps. So people find that once you, once you sort of illuminate the areas in their life that are, that are triggers that are increasing tension through their neck, people don't understand this stuff as, as physical therapists, um, things that we might think are basic are like really profound for people. So there's basic stretches I've put on social media and it's just, they go, they've gone essentially viral because, um, people need that. They want it and they don't know it. And I think as physical therapists, sometimes we overlook, um, just the basic stuff, but there can be a lot of value there. So even if you're talking through someone's day and you go through sleeping position and you go through, um, your workstation setup and, uh, and posture and what they should be thinking about with their neck. And, um, if, if you get someone to understand that, that could really help them. I've actually had patients that I've had conversations with. And before they can come in person, I will just tell them to stop sleeping on their stomach. And it's happened a few times where they've actually been about 50% better. So if they had two to three migraines a week, it went down to like one, maybe two migraines just because they stopped sleeping on their stomach. So things like that, um, people don't know. They, they do not know that. Don't assume they know that. Um, it might seem relatively straightforward. Um, it might feel like, oh, this isn't valuable, or maybe they'll just think, um, I'm, I'm not respecting their time or maybe, yeah, but you need to tell it to people. And then you need to tell it to people in a confident way um, so that they do it. Because if it's kind of sheepish and like, uh, well, this might help you, it might not, um, people aren't going to trust and they're not going to make the change in their life. But what we need to get really good at is is a level of confidence and uh, yeah, just, just knowing that if they improve, uh, if they add exercise, if they improve mobility, if they understand their posture, if they... Um, are looking at their general health, what's diet look like? And, and they're incorporating all of these things. And we're understanding what health means that they can make serious change in their life. Now that's, that's most people. Again, there are lots of different types of people that have headaches and migraines. And so I'm just talking in generalities. Okay. Um, now do we have people that come to us that have pretty much everything outside of like their neck figured out, meaning their diet's good. They exercise. Yeah. We see that all the time. Okay. So I don't necessarily have as many of those conversations with those types of patients, but maybe, um, if I have someone who's a personal trainer and they are all about their diet and they've got those things under control, um, there's potential, they're still sleeping on their stomach, or maybe they, um, when they do a certain lift, they don't understand why that's triggering and you need to build up tolerance in their shoulders so that they can do that lift again. So there's all sorts of presentations that come with headaches and migraines. And so in general, if you're a physical therapist listening to this, cause you have a patient that told you to, uh, or if you're someone that has headaches and migraines, when you're looking for a provider, and this goes off of the last podcast, which you haven't, if you haven't listened to, I would suggest you listen to it because this podcast and the last podcast complement each other really well. Um, I want you to understand that this, um, this type of physical therapy is what you want. So just to summarize, um, they're mobilizing the upper part of your neck. Now that doesn't necessarily mean manipulation. Um, we can do manipulations here, kind of like chiropractic adjustments, um, but it's, it's mobilization. So these are, uh, I guess they feel a little bit more gentle. They're not necessarily like comfortable, but, um, they're not quick. Um, sometimes people are not too, uh, excited to get the quick pops, um, 
so it's it's mobilizations, it's uh, improving stability in your neck, it's looking at at mobility of your shoulders, posture. How do we get your shoulders back most of the time? Um, it's understanding that the neck is resilient, and we we might need to apply more pressure. Um, and so there might be a reproduction of the headache while the pressure is placed on the upper part of the neck. We see that often. Um, dry needling can be incorporated into that. Um, but if nothing else, you want to find someone that's really good at treating your shoulders and shoulder function and stability through your shoulders. Cause if you can do that, um, likely you'll be improved. And then overarching theme is exercise, general health. How do we get people moving? How do we get people healthier in general? So there you go. That's what your PT needs to know. If you are searching for a PT and you want them to have a resource of just like, hey, I, f- I know this guy that treats headaches and migraines. He's very confident with it. Um, point him to this podcast. Now, eventually we want to build out courses, want to have specifics so that physical therapists know exactly what to do. But for now, this podcast is where I want you to direct them. And if they're really curious, they can reach out to us and we can figure out how to help you through them because um, that's what we want to do. We want to keep, we want to, even if it's one more person, we want you to not feel dependent on medication and uh, fearful uh, of your next headache and migraine so that you can't live your life the way you want. Thank you for listening to the Headache Doctor podcast. Um, please feel free to write a review. If you like this podcast, if you want it to uh, continue to grow, please leave us a five-star review. Thanks for listening.